Welcome to Phobos Militia Hobbycast. This is the fucking Phobos Militia. Basically, since we're starting this whole new thing, this is our little inaugural episode, we at least got to talk about why the fuck we started a, a militia. <laughs> Basically, I mean, we're, we're doing this because we don't just like one thing. We're not just gamers. We, we like horror movies, slasher films, metal music, rock and fucking roll, drinking. <laughs> Wrestling. Wrestling. Hell yeah. Shit. The episode for today, Star Wars. We're fucking... Mm-hmm. We love our good films. We like every single aspect. We have a fucking opinion on it, of course. We're all opinionated fucks, and, you know, we, we fucking love it. That's the, that's the key here. So, as always, and as you listen to more episodes, you'll get to know us, um... I'm Jeff, and I'm drinking a Not Your Father's Rip Beer tonight. And, of course, we got my fucking cohort and drunkenness, the Kyle Meister. <laughs> drinking some cider right now. Alcoholic, of course. Of course. Red's Apple Ale. Red's Apple. There, there was a fucking um, picture that I saw recently of something that I posted on social media, and it was a fucking strawberry cider. I need to fucking find that, because that looked delicious. I tried one in, like, a multi-pack, and yeah, it's really good. Because there's this, like, place up in fucking Wisconsin that does this strawberry rhubarb and some cherry beers, and they're, like, fruit ales. They're more alcoholic in content, but they were delicious. But this was, like, a pink label. It almost looked like that donut style like but it was like a pink label but it was like a strawberry cider so i I definitely want to hunt that down because i love me some ciders as well yeah i think reds (laughs) reds has one too if you ever see it um it's a strawberry apple i think mix nice i haven't tried theirs but red seems to get me buzzed quicker than um the angry orchard one i don't know why because it says the um alcohol content's the same so i don't know it's it's weird um, it could just be the way the fermentation in the certain apples i don't know yeah i mean the thing is is i don't care for the green apple like the red apple so like red's apple ale is red technically but uh, angry orchard has both and i i always like the the red style it's a little less tart i think oh yeah it's a lot less um in my opinion yeah it's less uh bittery fuck yeah so um, we should definitely, at the beginning of every episode, what we'll do is we'll obviously bullshit about alcohol because that's, that's what we do. But um, we also go over like what we've been up to because we, yeah. we, we go over a bunch of crazy shit. Like we're going to talk a fuck ton about Star Wars. That, that's going to happen. But we've also been doing other shit, you know, and, and shit that we bullshit about through emails or correspondence or however the hell we talk 
in between recordings because we're going to record whenever we feel like it type thing. There's no real schedule here, but we're going to try to, you know, get these out as much as we can. Um, you know, during the last week or so, um, Lemmy from freaking Motorhead passed away. Rock and roll god himself. Crazy ass Lenny nobody fucks with. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's really weird, too, because he was diagnosed like two two days, maybe three days before he died. Fucking so, crazy. I think, I'm thinking he was in stage four and just like didn't... Maybe he's just like a super tough bastard. I mean, like didn't realize it. I mean, the dude's 70 years old when he passed, so imagine that. Like, he was born in the fucking 40s. Like, 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 there's no, like, of course he didn't go to the doctor. Like, he's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, there's no way that dude went to the doctor. The, the crazy thing is, though, is when you see everybody do their typical, like, R.I.P. Lemmy and all that. I saw a couple articles, though. One was that there's an Amiga game that was based off Motorhead, and you fucking play as a platformer as Lemmy, which is hilarious. That that game never had any focus until now. Yeah, that's been getting a lot of hits lately. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> Fuck, man. You never know when it's going to hit. Um, yeah, I, I think he's really credited to, like, Black Sabbath. I mean, we all know they're, like, the, the metal riff. But but Lemmy's really cre- They're credited with, like, going a little faster, kind of that punk. getting, And then that, that goes into the thrash and the black metal. And, and they always had like a that. distinct sound. Oh, yeah, because... If you hear fucking Motorhead, you know it's fucking Motorhead. There's no, like, oh, it's like Metallica fell off the fucking world and changed their sound. Like, Motorhead never fucking changed their sound. They're like Slayer. They don't change. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember they said James Hetfield went to, like, voice lessons after (laughs) after the Black Album, and then he started doing, like, the... The whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Fucking losing his goddamn mind, and... Uh, ironically, the first time I really, like, started to get into Motorhead was through the fucking um, Metallica cover. On, um, was it, like, Garage Days or something? Yeah, it was, a, it was, I think it was just on Garage Inc., but it may have been on the original Garage Days. Oh, Garage Inc. was like a two-disc set, right? Yeah, yeah. but I, I think it might have been on the original Garage Days demo as well. Um, but either way though, you know, that's when I started to really go, oh wait, where the fuck is the origin? Oh, fucking this guy, they're better than Metallica, way better than Metallica, like, holy shit. Like, cause, cause the thing is, is that while I enjoy metal, like, I enjoy good rock and roll just as much, and they're fucking, they rock. Yeah, anything that's like vintage sounding to me, the older I get, the better it sounds. It's just a thing. Vintage grimy. That's why the fucking. If you go on our webpage for the fucking militia, it's it's gonna be black and white, grimy grit. Like that's, that's what it is, man. Like <laughs> it's just how we how we like shit, you know. It's all about that feel. I mean, you can't if it's too things are too sterile and clean. It just doesn't work right. Like what Tarantino was saying, he's gonna perfect quit. transition. Yeah, he's gonna quit. <laughs> Directing or whatever once it goes full digital. Yeah, so he's still shooting with film, and that was my whole thing. Like, that's the shit. Because I just watched The Hateful Eight, and he shot that fucking movie in 70 millimeter. And basically, all movies nowadays are shot in 45 millimeter format, but digital format. So 70 millimeter, it actually stretches on the left and the right, so you see more of the pictures. Like, 
super widescreen. And, like, the classic movies were shot in 70 millimeter. You know, your fucking, like, Amadeus's and the fucking Ben-Hur's and all the, the crazy classic movies. And they just don't do that shit anymore. And Tarantino is like, I'm fucking doing it. It's a lot of work, because I know the Rodriguez guy who did, like, Machete and stuff. Yeah. He was saying, like, he, he prefers digital because it's infinite. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you can just let it run, and then you can clean it up, and... But there's a feeling that's missing, like mm-hmm. a, a mood or like an aura that is missing from the new movies. And uh, I noticed that when I was watching the bootleg of the new Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. And it's just like has a grittiness to it. It's basically the way the theater does it. It's still like old school. But then once it gets cleaned up for DVD, it has this different feel to it. You're also watching a. Uh phone recording or you know what i mean like a camera recording through uh you know so you got like an extra filter on filter, it yeah, oh yeah. And, and it's downgraded yeah yeah so so one craziness about the whole tarantino thing is that he's such an asshole so he's like i want the theaters to show it in film fuck digital so he actually made it only available for the first two weeks in 70 millimeter format so they had to show it film wise he had programs to go along with it, like you would get back in the day, like way before we were even a thought. Like they used to used to go to the theater, and it would be like a whole fucking production, and they would have like a whole like program of what the itinerary is for the movie or the film. Um, and there's an intermission. He has all that with the Hateful Eight. Yeah, so he's trying to bring it back. I don't think it's gonna work. He's not. He's not trying to bring it back. He wants people to experience it. See, he knows that it, it's not coming back. I think if enough people experienced it, it might turn, but it's just not... People aren't in, like, deep like that, mm-hmm. you know? These people aren't deep. Like, uh, like all the, the, like, the ladies at all the Christmas parties, they were all like, Star Wars is so long, and... Oh, jeez. And, every, like, why, why did I... I had to go... I had to walk out two or three times, and then... You really? Hear, and then you, you hear, like, a guy, he's like, there wasn't one minute that was wasted. Every part of that film was so important, and you have these, it's just funny how you have these opposite sides, but then, yeah. if if I go watch a chick flick, I'm gonna be like, I, I gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> so I can kind of see It's the interest it, you know? level, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, I think, if anything, Tarantino will at maximum, bring upon a vinyl revolution style with movies. I think that's what he's trying to do. And it hasn't caught on because the problem is is that, number one, digital's so easy like you were saying. It's infinite. And number two is that he has to have other people film it like that, not just him, and they have to be good fucking movies. So you can't just fucking film some kind of garbage trash movie in 70mm and expect people to go see it. I think that's so, a big point. That, this is huge. Fucking... That only he can like get away with. Yes. Buying that expensive film because he's fucking multi-millionaire. And he's Tarantino. So like, it's not a problem because because yeah. he's not necessarily buying the film, but you have to get a fucking, um, you know, motion picture company to back your idea, and only Tarantino has that clout to where a fucking studio will put their you know backing behind him because they know he's gonna fucking have a great movie. Right, so someone connected to him has to yeah. purchase all that film because once it's gone, it's you got to get new stuff. Yep, you can't just wipe it. And since this isn't a you know hateful eight podcast, 
right now, an episode for Hateful Eight. Um, it was good. It was a fucking awesome little Western, and I'll leave it at that. And if later on we want to do a fucking episode on Tarantino or something, we absolutely can. Yeah, still got to watch it. Oh, fucking, it, it's it's great. Um, you know, it has the classic twist that Tarantino's known for. And, you know, I actually didn't see the one part coming until it happened, so it was really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell's always cool to watch. Oh, hell yeah. And he was in Tombstone as well, so it's kind of, to me, like a little continuation of his, his Western stuff. Kurt Russell, the hangman. <laughs> and Tombstone's fucking, like, one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. So, I mean, Jesus. I mean, and then he's in, like, the Thing remake with uh, Carpenter's version. He's all the Escape from New York and L.A. I mean, the guy big, is Big trouble. Super big trouble. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Fuck yeah. We might have to do a Kurt Russell episode. Shit. <laughs> I got a lot of fucking, a lot to say about his movies. It'd be great. And, and that's the thing about the Phobos Militia. Like, like, just this is just our, you know analytical insanity that we are like we can jump into anything and just go nuts on it it'll be fucking fun yeah actually you know it's there's no boundaries now really Mm-mm. not at all man so i know um you definitely got a little bit of game that you could talk about but that actually ties in with star wars the games that i've been playing because i i played some newer games within the last couple weeks or so and I've been playing, believe it or not, an online game. I've been playing the fuck out of Des- Destiny, which is supposed to be like online only. But it's like an RPG first-person shooter. So basically, you're running around like Halo, and you can upgrade your shit. It's really fucking cool. Um, and I didn't think I would like it, but it's... I definitely... I keep going back to it, so there's gotta be something there. Um, it's fucking cool, though. It'll definitely be a cool one, but the problem is, is by the time you get... a uh, xbox one or ps4 like the online portions will be dead so <laughs> you might not even be able to play it <laughs> probably <laughs> that's the problem with new shit and why i don't think you're gonna ever dig it um as per um a lot of people's recommendation i jumped on some dark siders uh, that's on the ps3 and i think it's like a four dollar game or some shit at gamestop so i would definitely recommend it since you just got a ps3 kyle yeah, yeah. um dark siders is like fucking zelda dude it's but it's like all like demons and angels and hell and you're one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse and you're fucking destroying things and slicing them in pieces and it's fucking awesome and then of course the zelda part where you upgrade yourself and can traverse further yeah i'm i'm big on like the satisfaction of like destroying your enemies fuck yeah it's like the whole like brutal doom thing yeah kind of like started that a little bit more and we definitely have to do a, a Brutal Doom episode in the future because the the newest version, they always constantly put out new versions, and the newest version will be out any day now. I think in a day, like tomorrow maybe. Yeah, with, with <laughs> all the maps, it's got like 30, More maps. 32, I think 32, but at least 30. I watched a comparison between the old version and the new version of Brutal Doom. You know, Brutal Doom is an upgraded version of PC Doom. And basically, like, it runs, they had, like, 10,000 freaking demons in the same room, and it was running flawlessly. Like, he streamlined everything. Damn. Uh, how the fuck he did it. They were showing, like, the same room in the old version. It was, like, lagging, like, like crazy, like we were playing when it was laggy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he played in the new version. It's, like, flawless. I was like, Interesting. oh, my God. <laughs> so the sprite, because there's a whole thing um, where if the sprite's off screen, 
it doesn't register. Mm-hmm. That was like the first Doom like revelation back in the day, because if every creature on the screen was you know being tracked at the same time, you wouldn't be able to play the game like the original game. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what he did at this point, um, Sergeant Mark Four. Like Jesus Christ, who knows, man? John Romero of the new generation. Like it's freaking cool, and he's just the ultimate customizer. Like he's the yeah. modding master. Um, definitely highly respect his work and it's fucking cool. And hopefully we actually get some time where we can play it before I head out for two months. <laughs> yeah. So it's version 20 B beta. Yeah. It's 20 brav. I know they, um, when you kick, you see your, uh, pants. I, he, yeah. he matched that up with the rest of the colors. Now I think it was like a different color, like black or. People were complaining, like, he always, it's like, um, when he made the new change in version 20 with, like, the shotgun strap, like, testicles. Yeah, the testicle straps, yeah. <laughs> People hated that, so he, he, like, made a thing where you can take it off. I, I know you can, like, mess with the dead bodies now, too, or something. Yeah, that's what I always wanted. Like, that's what I used to love to do with, like, Duke Nukem. Yeah, Because yeah. it, it added, like, the element of, like, you can play with shit. Like, you can break glass, you know, you can shoot a fire hydrant and it blows up, you know, you can <laughs> smash a garbage can and it, like, gets crunched up, you know, like, things yeah. in your environment. See, like, Doom didn't have that, where... No, no. You know, you could, like, change things within the environment. That's what Duke 3D really added, which was, like, a whole nother level that it just took, you know, that's, like, another tier. Let's, let's make it more realistic. Like, you really immerse you in this whatever you are you know oh yeah oh yeah absolutely it's freaking really cool and you know we'll also have to do uh speaking of interactivity like once we both get gta 5 on you know last gen systems we'll have to do an over analysis because you're gonna get it and i'm gonna try to mod the fuck out of it on the console that way we have different aspects because you can do pretty much crazy shit with it Mm-hmm. Saw somebody flying a Millennium Falcon in fucking <laughs> GTA V. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Like with Zane <laughs> shit, dude. Like that's why I'm like, I, I almost, I, I'll try to do the tutorial and see if it'll work. Might as well try it. Yeah, since you have it on PS4 anyway, right? Well, yeah, my wife has the the PS4 version, and I mean, it, the thing is, I'm not super worried about it. I just want to play the modded version and. Even if you go online, which I don't even know if we're going to... We, we should definitely try to do some shit online. But even if you go online, you can't use the mods unless you both have the same mod installed. So, it does limit you. Um, so, so the final game that I played this weekend, like, recently, this game called Undertale. And I saw everybody putting it on their fucking games list of the year for 2015, all this bullshit. It, the graphics look like Earthbound, man. And it's on the PC. Okay. The crazy thing was is that, like, you know, the story in it's cool. And just so you know, like, people that are listening, we will fucking spoil the shit out of everything when you when we talk about things. So, uh, <laughs> like, I, I definitely may spoil a little bit of Undertale here for you. But, um, so basically it's like an RPG, kind of like Earthbound, except for when you're in battles... Like, you do your typical turn-based aspects, except for when the enemy attacks you, it's like a bullet hell shooter. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that, so it's like a shmuppy aspect. 
Yeah, everything's in like black and white gritty style. So like all the enemies are like black and white. And your character's like turns into a heart. So you have a small little hitbox that you have to protect. So but like the enemy could bring like a giant knife across the fucking screen, you just gotta dodge it. Or it could bring a bunch of shots everywhere, like a bullet hell shooter. Um or it can do like crazy like waves like you're weaving in and out of a tunnel or something, or it can do anything. And like there's one where it changes your heart color and you actually turns into like a jumping platformer and shit. Really crazy. Um, the irony was is that there's like a huge twist at the end where you're going through this whole time killing things and leveling up like a classic RPG, and you get to the end and they're like, by the way, every time you level up, you know it says love. Well, love's actually an acronym. It's your level of violence. <laughs> Huh. And like your EXP is something like like it, it also has to do with like killing things. Okay. So they're they're like so basically if you go through the game and you can actually like give people mercy in it. If you don't kill anything in the entire game, you actually can beat it and you get a better ending. <laughs> and then if you go through the game and kill everything, everything, because I didn't kill everything. If you kill everything, you get a different ending. And you see a different parts of the story. And it's really fucking complex. And, pr- and it's really cool. So it's two ways to play it. Big different ways. Three ways to play it. And the, the cool thing was, because the, the way I played it was the first way, the normal way. Yeah, that'll that'll be like the way that pretty much everyone who doesn't know will play it the first time. Yeah. Like the, just playing a game. And, like, when I got to the end, though, the end boss, like, this whole thing was, like, looked like Earthbound, like, 8-bit or 16-bit. When I got to the end boss, it was, like, a photoshopped fucking demonic-looking picture. (laughs) And it was, like, you're not in the hitbox anymore, and you're on the whole screen, and he's shooting crazy shit everywhere. It's all photoshopped, like, HD. Huh. And then when he killed me, he said, yeah, you're done, and he closed my fucking game on me. And I was back to my desktop. Weird. So that was it. Like, and so then I go back to it, and he goes, "Oh, so you came back for more, huh?" So the, the program actually closed itself. <laughs> yeah, the program actually closed itself. Weird. It kicked me out. Um, even the first time before I fought the end boss, it like kicked me out, and then I had to like open it back. I'm like, "What the fuck happened? Did the game break or something?" And then I opened it back up, and he's like, "Ah, oh, so you want to fucking fight, huh?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit." It was like a surreal moment. It was really cool. Yeah, like, how do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the the irony was is I was like, fuck, this end boss battle. Like, every other battle I played, like, you know, we play shoot-em-ups all the time, so it was no problem. This one was, like, there was so much going on that you couldn't avoid it, and I kept dying. I died, like, three or four times, but the irony was is that I guess I kept on making progress each time, and I beat him. Like, and I guess that's it's one of those things where if you keep playing it, you will eventually beat that that boss. He's not the ultimate end boss, but still. Because after you beat that boss, then it you know, gives you the norm, the neutral ending or whatever, and it says, well, if you go through and don't kill anything, you'll get the real ending. And, and then, like, there's still, like, different ways you can do each one. It's kind of like Chrono Trigger style, where if, like, you save a certain per- people, you get a different, they're available at the end, or there's extra aspects to it. It's really cool, though, man. Um, spent too much time on it already, <laughs> like talking about it, but um, but really fucking cool game. I'd recommend it. Um, 
Like, it actually might be in my top 10 of the year now, and I played it right near the end of the fucking 2015. Yeah, it's cool to try to get you um, interactively involved in some other way other yeah. than just playing the game. It's like a little head fuck. Well, and, and the fact that you can avoid every attack. Like, you could not get hit if you're good enough. So that's, like, the ultimate ver- way to play. Like, try not to kill anybody. Like Try not to kill anybody and not get hit. Um, Damn. Yeah, because the irony is is that, like, as you level up, the enemies, I guess, level up or do more damage. So technically, if you still... At the beginning, you have, like, 20 hit points or something. If you still only have 20 hit points, they only take away one damage, even the end boss. And, like, he's taking, like, 20 damage on me, but I'm, like, level, you know, 30 or something. <laughs> so, like, basically, you it's the same difficulty regardless if you kill if you level up or not. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, it's really cool. It did something different with an RPG. Very different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, like, one dude or some like, really small group that made it. Um, there's a whole community online that overanalyze it. And, like, so it, it's caught on which is cool and it's only on the pc so i think it's in like steam or something but the version i have is like pc or whatever and i just double click on my desktop and play it which is the same way you could probably do it too so you could probably get it too freaking jump into your side because i know you want to talk about some fucking jedi outcast yeah and i beat that a long time ago on pc yeah so so what where does jedi outcast fall in the games after doom there were a number of clone games you could say doom clone yeah Uh, heretic you had hexen which is a little more advanced than heretic but it's still like almost in that same era strife Mm-hmm. Um, Strife actually uses the WAD file, and so does Heretic, so you can play those in, like, Xandronum. Nice. If you wanted to. Um, now, then there was one called Dark Forces. 
that doesn't use a WAD file. It actually, you have to run it off the disk itself. That was one of those old school copyright techniques. Yeah. And um, even if you copy the disks, like, it doesn't work right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like encrypted in a way that knows it's not legit. Um, so Dark Forces was the first. You were Kyle Katarn, and he's basically a mercenary, kind of kind of like a Boba Fett, not a bounty hunter, though. He, he doesn't go after, like, a single person. He's just, you want me to do a job, I'll do it. Like, whatever that job is. Hmm, mercenary, yeah. So he's also, like, a pilot, but, you know, so is Boba. But, so you, you basically um, are hired by Mon Mothma, I believe her name is. And um, she gives you instructions and you like in, you infiltrate the Empire and everything like that. I think Boba is in that game as well. He's a boss, yeah. Um, but you don't have any force powers. You're just a guy with guns. You know, you get Stormtrooper rifle, um, stuff like that. You know, the classic weapons that are in the Star Wars, you know, universe. Nice. And, uh... After that, you had Jedi Knight. So it's basically Dark Forces 2 is Jedi Knight. And um, that was more, it used, like, I believe the engine. It was more like the cube-type cube, the cube type engine of Quake, um, Hexen 2, Blood 2, those types of um, games that came after Duke 3D. Yeah, ne- the next level of games. Yeah, and it was, it's kind of like that awkward stage, though, the PlayStation 2, like the, the blocky the blocky stage. Yeah. It's fine with me, but I mean, that's that was the transition point toward like the greatness that we have now. You know, where they actually show like the curvatures on the body and it's like it keeps getting more and more real with each, you know, new console. But so then after Jedi Knight, you have Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. So it's not Dark Forces 3, Jedi Outcast. It's <laughs> Jedi Knight 2. Uh so it's like the first two games, Dark Forces, and then Jedi Knight, that's the sequel. And then Dark Forces, I don't know why that name got dropped, but then we go on to Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Now, in Jedi Outcast, you do have Force Power. The first seven levels, it's like classic, you know. You kill a Stormtrooper, you pick up his, his rifle, you know. Mm-hmm. You proceed, you find, you know, certain stuff like that. Then, after that, the seventh level, um, I believe it's the seventh level, then you you go and you have to like earn your lightsaber so you have to like do trials so it's cool you like jedi to... training yeah mm-hmm. nice so it's in like a little temple kind of stage and you have to pass these little tests of nice. like skill and then once you do that you finally get your lightsaber and at this point though you don't know like force powers so you have to learn those and it it's like an incremental thing. The, I think maybe each level you beat, it gives you like another one or something. Um, I can't remember. It's been so long. It's either that or like a certain amount of guys you kill, it like gives you one, something like that. Now, now was this the first one that was the first Dark Forces series that was released on a console as well, right? I, I'm. Oh yeah, Dark Forces is on PlayStation. Because the, the thing is, we were talking about the Xbox version is the one that I think that you're going to try to tackle. And For Jedi Outcast, yeah. Yeah, and I might as well. Because the irony was is that they called Jedi Academy as like the sequel, but they called it Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, which <laughs> they don't put the two or a three. 
So yeah. it just looks like it's like if you look at it online now, it looks like that's like number one, and then Jedi Outcast is number two. When Jedi Academy came out like a year after, it's like confusing as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like chronologically <laughs> confused. Yeah, I was thinking bullshit. that ABGN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, I was like, holy shit, because I I like remember I initially sent to you. I'm like, oh look, it's like this is the first one, and then Jedi Outcast is the second. And it's like, oh wait, now it came a year later. Yeah, and what's special about Jedi Outcast, what's so special is, since you're Katarn and you're a rogue, you don't have an allegiance to the light or the dark side of the Force. Yeah. So you can use both. You can use both light and dark Force powers. So in the end of the game, you can do pretty much everything. Like, So you have the light powers, like Jedi Mind Trick. You can slow down time, and it's not slow for the, like the other guys. So, you know, you can, like, chop people up with a lightsaber and shit like that. But then you have, like, the, the dark side force, um, force choke, uh, the lightning. I, I don't know if force pull or force push. I don't know if those are, maybe they just give you that when you get the lightsaber. Or maybe those are your first things that you learn. I can't remember. Definitely could do that as a light side as well. Yeah, I mean, because that's, you know, you just... You grab your your lightsaber from across the room. I mean, that's not like a darker light thing. See, see what what I like from this aspect though is that it doesn't seem like it's overdone because you have to earn it, and it comes like seven levels in. Yeah, they really make you like do the work. Because I think that's the issue. Because like like listeners, if they're familiar with any Star Wars games, they're immediately when you're talking about force stuff and playing both sides you immediately think Force Unleashed, which was on the next generation. So, like, on PS3, there's Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2. And both of those, like, you are Darth Vader, Sith Apprentice, but, you like, you do all these Force powers, but it's, like, over the top to the point where it's, like, boring because they're so, like, it's so repetitive. And because you just constantly are doing, like, the second one, people don't like it because it's, like, the same shit over and over again. The first one, they enjoyed it because it was, like, new. But, like, it seems like with Jedi Outcast, like, you earn it, and then you get to, you appreciate it, because you even have to earn it, like, trials, like a Jedi. And then you get the Force powers, and you unlock them. Yeah, and um, it's, it's, it's kind of like each level is built around mastering that Force power, kind of. Mm-hmm. So then by the time you get to the end you have everything and you've mastered everything in theory. Now, now I haven't actually played through Unleashed, but I'm assuming that it has the trope of the last console generation and this one where they hold your fucking hand the whole time and teach you, like, oh, do this, like, in the tutorial instead of just sending you into a level where you have to use that. Yeah, that's what Jedi Outcast is. Yeah, that's classic, man. And you're there. Yeah, you're just thrown into the shit. So it's almost like we should almost, if we're going to do, like, Jedi Outcast sometime in the future, mm-hmm. like, we should almost compare it to, like, how Force Unleashed looks and, like, do, like, a double analysis type thing. Yeah, because I wanted to mention, and I want to hear how Force Unleashed is. So it's a first-person shooter, Jedi Outcast, um, but when you go to your lightsaber, it's third-person, like, Vice City, GTA which I love because that was the first game too, where like the lightsaber battles are like legit, because mm-hmm. you have to fight like little. There's like little um, Sith kind of guys. 
I don't even know. It's, it's like a whole different. It's not like one master and one apprentice thing. There, there's like little force guys, like shadow guys that you have to fight. And sure, it changes it around, but you have to have that because it's cool to have those duels. And that was the first game. So in the newer game, is it all third person? Well, yeah. There's no actual guns at all. You're just a Jedi the whole time. So that's the other thing about Outcast. Like, what a mix. Yeah, there, there's no bounty hunter mercenary aspect, which is awesome about Outcast. So you have the first person solid first person shooter deal, then you have both sides of the force. Now, now, does Outcast feel like Doom or Duke, or how does it feel when you're playing the first person? It's fantastic. Like, yeah. like what yeah. game is it comparative um, to? I, I would say Dark Forces was stellar. When it came mm-hmm. out, it it still is stellar. The very first one, so they just kept refining it. And and Dark Forces was kind of played a lot like Doom then. Yeah, and here's the thing: so Jedi Outcast was made by Raven Software. Raven Software did Heretic and Hexen. Oh, so yes, okay, so it, it plays awesome then. It's like the family. It's like a family member. Nice, nice. That's good to know. Yeah, because like for me. Like, not playing the game yet. Like, I, I now I have a feeling of how the game would play, and actually it makes it sound... The first-person shooter part's awesome, and then you get to experience how they take a Jedi duels and lightsabers. Uh-huh, and the computer one, in my opinion, is superior because you have the lightsaber color change code, so you can change it to all the different colors. I think there's even, like, orange in there, and the... Mace Windu's purples in there, but you know they got red and green. I I prefer red or green to the blue. It's just blue, so like normal. It's like the default kind of. It's not a big deal, but it's just fun. Well, the, that's the thing about like you know PC gaming in general is the modding community is active. Whereas on typically on consoles, you're you're stuck with whatever codes a developer throws in, and that's it. Like, that's why with, like, GTA Five that we mentioned earlier, like, that's interesting to me because I can throw mods on a console. Like, I've never done that. Like, that sounds fucking outstanding. And it would be cool if you could do that with Outcast, but I, I don't think anybody did that for the original Xbox. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I checked the Xbox, and it, at the very least, the codes are very different. There's also a code for the PC that you can, like, dismember, <laughs> like, the enemies... You would you would think they would keep that in because it was on Microsoft Xbox, but yeah. Yeah, so so it's like think about you put on Force Time slows down everything, and then you dismember someone and with you can hit each limb because it's so <laughs> slow. You can chop off the head, the arms, the legs, and it, it's it's like that leads me to the like you can the way that you can kill all the bad guys is so satisfying. So <laughs> so like you have like the force lightning of of course, you know. So that's badass. I think that's like one of the last ones you get. I mean, it has to be. It's like Palpatine like tier. Yeah. But, yeah. but um I don't, Darth Vader didn't even know force lightning. But um my favorite thing to do is to do the force choke and you basically lift the guy off the ground and then you can like move him around with either the mouse or the, the joystick while he's being choked. <laughs> so so the things you can do, you know, you can toss them into the wall and break their neck. You can toss them into, like, a group of stormtroopers. Or you can throw them off, like, a huge expanse or, like, a cliff, you know, and just watch them fall. And Hell, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, hilarious. Like, so you can do a force push, and you, like, push the guy off the cliff, you know. I mean, it's just so badass. Like, this, and 
you can throw your your uh, saber, and then it like comes back to you like a boomerang. Yeah, so that's a classic on saber throw. So turn on the dismemberment, and you chop through their like torso, <laughs> and it like comes back. So it's kind of like brutal doom in the way that I mean they're like stormtroopers. It's it's not like a, there's a lot of different bad guys though. There probably is some gore in there. Um, plus, it's Raven Software. They've always been kind of gory with Hexen. It's like a really brutal game, and Heretic. It's like a brutish, you know, like medieval game. So you like beat the shit out of people, and it's those those old games kind of carried on to lightsaber duels now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just pretty brutal, but you have to put the codes on. But still, it's so it's like Mortal Kombat. I guess <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat for Genesis. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say it recently, and it's a good thing. Is like you want to go through and play the game first, and then play with codes later to get the full experience and what's cool is the the codes aren't like a make or break the game it's the same game it's not like a big deal it's just cool it's just something to mod mess around with yeah it doesn't like change any of the way things play it just it just adds another like thing to it another layer yeah <laughs> That's fucking cool, though, man. Yeah, and that, what I wanted to mention, too, is like I noticed right after the movie came out, the new movie, Episode 7, everyone bought up all the Jedi Outcasts for Xbox that were like 19 to $20. Uh... So that pretty much makes the game go up in value, because now the, the ones that are still standing are the ones that are like 40 bucks, which people aren't willing to pay. So to me, that's the true... The true value of a game, that's that's the test. Is what people are currently willing to pay for something? Yeah, and so it's probably around mm, 30 to 35, I would say. Complete, with the instructions. Now, the what case. are the chances that you go to a random disc replay or game store and you're going to see it on a shelf? Because, I mean, Xbox good, is probably, not right? rare. Yeah. I mean, I probably remember really the disc good. replays like near your area. They're freaking loaded with xbox and they were all like cheap because nobody's buying them now what i did i went on amazon <laughs> yeah that's the secrets and there were still some that people hadn't bought for like 16 17 bucks there you go so i was like cool i don't think i have a, that game on xbox but I'll, I'll i haven't played the pc version so i'll, I'll dive into that version of course yeah, and yeah that's the, to me the superior one um lando is in the game they used his voice Billy D. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. And then um, Luke is in the game Jedi Luke with, you know, the, the black version. So that's the era of this game. But Luke didn't do his voice in the game, which is weird because you said, well, he did, like, Wing Commander, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was three or four by that time. But, yeah, he was he was deep into Wing Commander. He actually did, like, video captures for it. Of course, it looked like, you know, Sega CD era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's yeah. Terrible. Oh so, yeah. So yeah, it's there's like like a fake Luke voice in there. Um I think it was pretty good though from what I remember, but um yeah, it's just one you got to check out. Uh it's fucking f- basically flawless in in my mind. Nice. I mean that that actually is the epitome of something that we need to, you know, dive into sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully this year we'll be able to dive into it sometime this year. <laughs> yeah, and the 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 keyboard is cool too because um you can toggle all the different, like, you can make hotkeys for all the force powers. See, see, what I do with my PC is I, I prefer using a controller. So I have, like, my Xbox 360 controller, which is, you know, has all the buttons. However, I have a wireless keyboard, so I can still 
hotkey some stuff if I want to flip and hit something real quick. So I can still utilize that if I want to. Yeah, and what I found, I pretty much just like, I just play around with the guys like dolls. You know, it's just hilarious. Like, oh, ragtime physics. It's the funnest. Like, ragtime, yeah. ragtime. <laughs> <laughs> ragtime. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Speaking of ragtime physics, it'll be time for uh, Kyle to uh, cut in some awesome ragtime music here, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to take our break before we dig into episode seven. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> ragtime physics. <laughs> Little frog guy. <laughs> Dancing to jigs. Warner Brothers frog or whatever. <laughs> Little hat. So awesome. Is, is that a Warner Brothers or is that like a Disney guy? It's, it's Warner Brothers. It's, okay. what is it, Michigan J Frog? Is that, isn't it? That's hilarious. Michigan J Frog. <laughs> cool. 